You're listening to The Wicked Horror Show, powered by the Dorkening Podcast Network. For more information, check out thedorkening.com. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Everybody, Tuesday night. I'm Kevin. As always, I'm joined by Tony has mad fingers. What is going on? I was waiting for my face. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and it's been a long time since we've seen him, but we have the 13th Wolfman back in the house. What's up, Wolfie? Oh, oh everybody. That's right. And yeah. Tony, would you like to introduce our very special guest? You hooked this one up. Sure. Uh, from the movie Final Summer, which I think everyone will enjoy when they watch it, we have director John Eisberg. Yep. <laughs> and actress Jenna, I'm going to mess up your last name, Cohn? <laughs> That's correct, yes. That's oh, look at that. And uh, yeah, she's not on video, so I'm just going to leave it on her for the whole show. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, so yeah, I, myself and uh, Wolfie, just uh, we just finished the movie, and uh, two, two things right off the bat. It looks awesome. Like, it looks beautiful. And um, uh, and it also was just, re- it was just really fun. Like I enjoyed it a lot. Like someone was like messaging me, asking me about something. I was like, I'm watching a movie. Usually I'll respond. I'm like, I'm watching a movie for tonight. And like, what is it? And I'm like, it's good. It's fun. And um, so you're a cinematographer as well. So yes. did you do, did you do any of that with this, oh, yeah. this movie? Cause you, you wrote and directed it yeah. and cinematographer. Yep. Yep. Jeez. Shot. Leave a job for someone else. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, this uh, this go a little bit. Maybe we have the trailer for it um, that we'll play later on in the show. But okay. uh, do you want to give a little uh, synopsis or or something for the listeners? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just um, kind of like a throwback slasher to the uh, this um, the some of my favorite slashers of the '80s. I kind of wanted it to be like, what if you were really in a slasher movie, and mm-hmm. so not, you know, like so like I don't know. Uh, sorry, I'm. It's been a long day. Uh, okay, I hear you. It's been a long day for me too. And then also, I kind of wanted it to feel like a uh, kind of like a long lost uh, '80s uh, slasher franchise. So like from the poster to the movie to the end credits song, I wanted it to feel like you're like you're like why have I never heard of this kind of right. Thing. And so that and then so there's some... in '91. Right. <laughs> yeah. Still, I mean that's 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 good enough. It's far I mean, enough. It's like, it's like what just... was the other ones like popcorn and there's a few others that were like mm. 80, I feel like eighty nine to ninety one had like this weird era. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I'm just being a smart ass man. Oh yeah, no. Like, <laughs> like, have you seen like Return to Horror High at all? That one mm. with uh oh, yep. George Clooney and uh Roy yeah. Wack. Yeah, that was a fun one too. But I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen that one? No. I'm uh, well, it, it even has has Marie McCormick from the Brady Bunch. That's right. Oh, snap. She's kind of this crazy like uh, police officer. Like she's like really a little bit too into the blood and guts, you know, and the oh, crimes. Uh, <laughs> I got to track that down. What's it called? A Return to Horror. Yeah. Okay, I'll track that one down. It's kind it of sounds, interesting. Sounds up my alley. It's like a, almost like a meta. It's like a pre-scream scream in a way. It's like there's like a movie set and so in a way, yeah. Yeah, so kind of like it's it's interesting how sometimes you're you're like, are you in the movie or are you in the movie in the movie? You know, right? 
it's kind of fun. You know? That's cool. But you were inspired by those kind of movies to, to make something that, uh, and it takes place in a camp. Yeah, so that's, that's the a... one thing that drew me to it because everybody usually <laughs> asks, they're like, what kind of setting do you like? First, it's always like, what genre do you like or mm. subgenre? But then it's always like, what kind of setting do you like in your in a horror movie? And for yeah. some reason, ever since like Sleepaway Camp and Friday the 13th and stuff like that, it was always that camp feel to it because it's like everybody, had, I'm sure, at some point in time has been to some kind of sleepaway camp or summer camp kind of deal. Not so, me. okay, well, maybe have, not you guys, have you guys ever been to summer camp before? No. I've yeah. been to it, it was like a religious camp. I mean, oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> but but it's one of those things where I, you know, most people except for Kevin have been to a uh, like a, a camp. At That's some not point. true, man. There's a lot setting. of people that haven't done sleepaway camps. I don't know. But, well, my my the reason I didn't go is because my parents were poor and they couldn't afford to pay to send me to camp. So instead, they would what just was... go to work and like, all right, be home when it's dark. And then I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> go go, I'm go seven. Go pitch yeah. your tent in the park, man. You'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like I legit like didn't go camping at all until I was like, you know, huh. in high school probably. It's interesting. So, yeah. No, I, I will no. thank you for something, man, about this movie. Uh, I, I was worried that you were going to go down the cheese ball route, mm. you know, and make this just a comedy. Yeah. Thank God you didn't. I, oh, th- th- there was actually some true – true atmosphere to this film and that's the one thing that i look forward to and like horror i i I just want to be i've been watching horror since i was five i i want to be creeped out i want someone to just go i'm kind of sick of the whole hey let's 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 take a jab at it let's make it funny fuck right Hmm. (laughs) yeah kind of the the same way because like i you know like i was like when freaky came out i was like okay or you know, I like Final Girls, but I love, like, I just wanted to go back to, like, a true fun, like, The Prowler or Madman or The Burning yeah. or something like that. And right. I feel like, because it's like, I, I was like a kid growing up in the 80s, and so that was what I kind of loved. But then Scream came out. I was out a teenager with in the 80s, love. but yeah. Oh, yeah. You're old. Yeah. And I think, like, when Scream <laughs> came out, it's like, I just remember everything kind of went meta for, like, 10 years. And then now it's like, if they do a slasher film, it's like, it has to be a horror comedy. But I... But- no. I don't believe that there's such a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had this conversation. No, no, there is. But what about Lost Boys? No, it's a, it's, I, I, I look at it this way. In my in my eyes, it's comedy or it's horror. Right. If it, if it, it could be, it could be a, a movie that's a comedy that has horror elements in it, but it's still a comedy because it's made to make you laugh. Right. That's no, it. not necessarily. That's well, that's my thought, dude. That's I'm not going to argue it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, no. It's there's like me myself, like as the person I am. Like whenever I'm in an uncomfortable situation, I try to bring humor into it. So I think of it yeah. as that way. These people are freaking out, so they're just going to be funny about it. Like if it's like a stupid thing where there's like a bonk sound when someone gets hit in the head, then that's a different story. But if it's like <laughs> someone where someone's just being inappropriately trying to be inappropriately funny, then that's realistic to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. But either that the one thing just enough off of that. But um, the the one thing that I liked about this one too, and this is a, a curse that I think Wolfie and and Tony and I and most horror fans have, is that we're trying to figure out the movie as it's happening. Mm-hmm. And I I found myself I not try. even trying. Sometimes I do. Right. But I yeah. don't try. I, I my mind wasn't even going that. Like hmm. it wasn't even going like no. all right. This is the person who's the killer. This is this person. I it, I didn't even it didn't even dawn on me like I I was 
trying to just like enjoy the movie. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I, I, I knew I knew some of the people that weren't the killer. That's the thing. And then who yeah, it was? They I were just, dead. I just wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Yeah. They, they, Pretty quickly. They were dead. I knew the little kid on the stretcher wasn't the killer. <laughs> yeah, he's probably. Um, <laughs> he's gonna come back in the third reel and just kill him, like pull the mask off. It could. It's like he's suddenly. Especially when he shows up in the third. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just gonna say that. I'm like, yeah, especially when he shows up in the final act and he's like six feet tall. It's like, yeah. That, well, it's funny that was my, stilts, you know, that was my son, and that was like the quietest and like most like kind of focused I've ever seen. So it was kind of wild to. That's cool. It was, I, it was kind of cool to see him act with like Tom Matthews and stuff, but it was kind of funny, you know. I mean, was, I just remember doing the scene where they walk up to him. It was it was kind of tough because I was like, all right, you want to go over here and. And I start to get really emotional, and I'm like, all right, hold on. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that well, at all because I, I, I just yelled at like the whole crew to like hurry up and move their ass. So, I was <laughs> so it was kind of funny. I, anyway. I have a question about the flashback. Mm-hmm. So, in the flashback, Janice, uh, I think it's Janice, Lexi mm-hmm. is walking along with her little brother, and there's a flash on a on a signpost. Our, our post that shows the Bowery Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know okay, those guys? Is that a real band? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are all bands from Champagne. Well, that, that's also the name. That's also the name of a 1940s uh, right uh, group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that, what that, I was thinking. I'm like, you know, Leo Gorsi, Hans Hall, Bobby Jordan. You know. Yeah. So no, I mean, right. I'm yeah. sure that they uh, they were influenced by the cool sounding name. Probably. You know, just. Like there's a lot of bands like that, like the, the like the, you may not like them, but well, like it was dangerous a flash on band, it, you know, like yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of the there was a flash on it, and I was gonna go back and look and look at the picture and see if it was actually a picture from the group from the forties, right? You know the, yeah. the the, but I didn't have time, and so I thought I'd just ask, just ask, <laughs> yeah. So no, we, no. we 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 touched on acting a little bit. Um, I don't want to ignore her just because her face isn't here, uh, <laughs> but Jenna, uh, you were awesome. And uh, how did you come to be part of this? Like, have you worked with with John before, or is this something where you uh, it was a new thing? Um, so this was the first time I ever really worked on a film with John. Well, that's a lie. Um, okay. We did a short <laughs> film. <laughs> we did, but I mean, like when I was a part of this film, when we first started working on it, that was the first time that we started working together. And mm-hmm. uh, I believe he had like posted something about. Uh, film and the script and what he was planning to do we were you were actually planning to film it summer of 2020 Mm. and then it all fell apart and so (laughs) we've been talking about this and i've been connected since i feel like spring or probably like early 2020 yeah um yeah and so it just had been like little things like talking about it and building it until it actually came to filming that's awesome so have you done much uh, like outside? Like I, you know, I, I saw your credits on IMDb, but like, were you like a theater actor at all? Or yeah, know? I actually studied um, acting at UIUC, which is the the college in the area that uh, we filmed this. And so um, my <laughs> ultimate goal is acting, and uh, so that's you know that's what I'm planning to do more of in the future. But um, this was like my first feature. Nice. Well, it didn't it didn't show because you were. Are you pretty a horror awesome. fan? 
Uh, you know, I. <laughs> I'm not loaded question. Super, I'm not super into horror. Like, I don't know a lot of the older stuff, but I got more into because of the role. And I watched a lot of the, the things that I know, John, you reference with the character. Yeah. So, like, I watched Alien. And um, oh, what else was there? I know I watched Cabin in the Woods. Um, there's like a bunch of other Scream, you mm -hmm. know. So yeah. I got more into it. That's cool. But yeah. that's the thing. Like some people no, it's, it's, we've had on, they're like, I yeah, never got lot. into horror. I never, you know, I I don't really like horror. But yeah. here's a question for you: Now that you've been and acted in a horror movie, is that something you do again or is it like okay it's one and done i want to <laughs> go a different route no okay i i love i loved um acting in this because it was just so it felt like acting for theater there's a lot of like in film you have to be super kind of muted and naturalistic but with horror it was like you've got to kind of go to the extreme so it was a lot of fun um yeah. i would definitely do it again and it wasn't a scary experience at all <laughs> You know, it was just a lot of like, uh, I would say it was probably funnier and more fun than scary. Yeah, I, that's I, yeah. I mean, I, I've been on one like real movie set and it was pretty everyone was just like laying back, like being like hanging out, like doing nothing. You know, like it was, yeah. but it was fun. It was still cool. Everyone was talking with each other until until the director <laughs> yeah. told you to shut up, and then it was you know different. But just real quick, Sergio's in the chat over on YouTube, and he wants to say hi to everyone. Hello, Sergio. Um, Sergio's up? the man. He knows this. Um, but uh, so yeah, we're we're you mentioned before like uh, Wolfie and, and Tony. A lot of the actresses that we have on the show aren't big horror fans, um, and some of them it's legit. The reason why is because it scares them, which is. I mean, that's cool. Like you mentioned Scream and I was supposed to start a new podcast with someone from the movie Scream, hmm. uh, which, by the way, I've never seen. I've never seen Scream. Um, that was going to be part of the show. I was going to watch it as a first time thing. Um, but she she's afraid of horror. It's a uh, Nancy Ann Ritter. She was one of the girls in the bathroom that was talking junk. And um, it looks like that may have fallen apart, uh, which stinks because I was looking forward to it. But we we're going to school her on horror. Huh. And um, but she's she's in scream, which is like a huge influence to a lot of people. And she's like, I never, I don't watch horror at all. Cause it scares me. I'm like, well, it's doing its job. That's awesome. It's like, <laughs> if you watch a drama and you cry, it did its job. That's great. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So what's the, uh, what's the plan with this? Like, yeah, uh, this... you know, as far as like distribution and stuff like that, where is it, where's it going to be? Yeah. We just got distribution in December and right now our distributors actually at the Berlin Ale, like the EFM, uh, European film market this week. And I know there's a couple like a UK distributor and a few others, cause it's kind of like they're a small distributor, but then they have all these sub distributors that they work with too. And so, mm -hmm. and it's, it's just been an education. Cause like I went to AFM in November to talk to other distributors and it was such a weird, surreal you know like mm. the most la experience i've ever had <laughs> <laughs> you know like in these pitch meetings with guys with like hair slicked back and it was it was just like i think he at one car point salesman, basically oh totally i felt like i was talking to like the colonel from like boogie nights at one point oh nice <laughs> it was just super weird and i remember i talked to a couple of distributors that i was really interested in and one who actually i worked on several films that they put out and some of my friends 
like they put out their films. And so I went in and I think they just thought I was nuts because I walked in and I'm like, hey, I was, oh, I worked on that film and blah, blah, blah. And I tried to pitch them my film and they just looked at me like I was crazy. And then we signed Distro. And then like two weeks ago, they came to like, hey, do you, are you looking for anybody for World? I was like, you know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really? Now you're going to call? You're gonna, now? Like, come on, man. So it was just kind of funny, but it's just been an education, you know. Yeah. But basically, I, I, was I only by... ask one thing. I please, if it does come to distribution, I want it on Blu-ray, Sam. Man. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because, as you can see, Tony and Kevin and myself, we're all big physical media. You know. Oh yeah. Those yeah. guys more so than me, as uh, the last yeah. bunch of years. But yeah, um, I, I'm I'm very picky and choosy about what I uh, what I what I grab now as opposed to before I would just collection. be going to Best Buy on uh, on release day and being like, this is new. I'll grab it. Right. I've never watched it. You know, yeah. we've, yeah, I, I just bought like a, was it arrow video, like death screams on Blu-ray. And I love mm. like all the, cause it's, cause I love, especially for like regional horror. Cause there's mm. just so much like there's director's commentary and then behind the scenes making of, and I think that's just really fascinating yeah. to see. You don't get done on streaming. Like no. Tony brings that up all the time. It's something you don't yeah. get up. You don't get on streaming. Yeah. Um, and just totally, totally not like uh, on the subject of what we're talking about. We were talking about it before the before the show. Uh, I was mentioning that I went to the archive. And one one cool thing with that place, if anyone else has a chance to go there, that's Vinegar Syndrome store. But it's not just Vinegar Syndrome. They have a whole section of Arrow. They right. have a whole section of Trauma. Like they even have a Mill Creek section, which I thought was weird. Hmm. It's nothing but Mill Creek. And, a blue, and blue Underground and everything. Yeah, yeah they have everything there. Um, hmm. So it's not just like, we're the fancy guys in town. We're going to ignore you. Um, the only the only <laughs> brand I didn't really see there or distribute uh, company was was uh, like, yeah, Scream Factory or Shelf hmm. Factory. Factory, yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It would be cool. It'd be cool to go into a store and be able to find the movie on the shelf, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. So no, hopefully that's the case. Yeah. No, I, I want, I would like that too. Cause like I talked to other people like screen team releasing early on. And then I think wild eye was another one. Mm -hmm. And just kind of seeing, cause the, the weird thing with like distribution is it's changing so much. So like, for example, like Redbox is like kind of taking the place of blockbuster back in the day. And so Redbox, you can get like a good, Amount, you know, hopefully you get like an MG from them or something. Hmm. But it's like now with like Redbox is kind of going away because it's just become so much more streaming. And so I think, mm -hmm. I don't know, I've just talked to a lot of filmmakers who their big question is like, how do you make m money in film? And it's almost like my friends who like, and we were talking about being in bands. It's like, how do you make money playing in a band anymore? Like you don't. Selling t-shirts. That's how like, you do it. No. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. So then you go back to physical. And so like our deal is is streaming plus physical but it's not i don't know it's, it's still kind of up in the air i'd say right now yeah but, but uh, even yeah. if it's like a limited release like boutique kind of release oh, yeah. like i'm sure like yeah. all it's going to take is a few people to see this movie and they're going to be like oh yeah i want this i want to i want a cool yeah. release of this you know we had our um, we had like our buddy like cal uh who was like the production assistant on the film he was shooting a lot of like really cool behind the scenes footage too so i know there's going to be like a fun little kind of featurette too uh, that's anyway. awesome. Hi, how are you doing, Jenna? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm just listening. You're very sleepy. You're very sleepy. Um, so, so Jenna, going back to you, uh, I know, like, so this was your first feature. Um, have you, have you, uh, like, you've done shorts and stuff like that? Is this the the first? I mean, I guess because it's a feature. Have the shorts you've been in like played like uh, festivals or anything, or have you ever been able to see yourself on the big screen? 
Um, this was my first time seeing it on the big screen. Yeah, like in an actual theater. Um, nice. Some things I had done before um, were mostly like student stuff mm-hmm. or very small roles and very small things. So this is my first time like really getting to see it become a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. And, uh, you know, were, were you okay seeing yourself on the big screen? Like I, <laughs> I'm the kind of guy that I'll just be like, all right, I'm out. See you. <laughs> I'm here. Bye. It was scary. Um, but I think yeah. that I had seen like, well, John kept sending us like little snippets and, and we had pretty much seen a lot of it beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. I flew to Florida, which is the first film festival that we were at. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, I, I felt like it was kind of a disaster because I. <laughs> oh, don't I say did. that. No. Oh, oh no. It's well, whatever. I, no, I, I kind of like rendered the, the DCP re- got rendered wrong with like the 5-1 sound so like I'm watching it and it's just like the quietest sound and I'm just having this 83 minute panic attack as yeah and I'm like oh my god that's the thing though is there like I'm sure it's because of you made the movie so it's like I'm sure people had nothing to do with it would be like I don't know what you're talking about yeah I don't know know? like as a musician too because you were a musician for a long time like you're never happy you're never 100 percent happy with with what you put out you're always like oh i wish i did a different like fill there or whatever right Um, oh my god oh totally yeah i think i think the 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 thing i was always really proud of was again going back to the performances i feel like the actors like jenna was amazing in it i i feel like that scene that she does at the end of the film with one another character is like one of the most important parts of the film. And I remember early on, I was going to talk to, I was working with this guy who was going to edit the film and he was bringing money on. And he's like, all right, I know. here's what you're going to do is you're going to get rid of that scene and we'll, we'll figure out a way to make it better. I'm like, no, dude. I'm like, how about you go away? Yeah. <laughs> the scene stays. Cause he just wanted to turn it. He just wanted to turn it into a grindhouse movie. And I'm like, I don't really care about that. Cause, because one thing that me and Jenna could talk about, because we, we spent a lot of time talking about this, was how the film has a lot to do with PTSD and trauma. Mm-hmm. And literally fight or flight. Because I kind of designed the, the film to be kind of like a, a kind of a trilogy anyway. And each film has got a theme based around PTSD. Because I, like, I have PTSD. My dad was a paramedic for 35 years. He had PTSD. I taught kids in middle school for four years who had emotional disabilities. They all had PTSD. And so it has a lot to do with that and so mm-hmm. like Lexi's character because of events that happened early on in the film is basically like in that stage kind of like the entire movie almost in a way yeah and so it's kind of like to me I, was, I felt like the reason she kind of almost survives so long she does is because she's in that state of mind where she's like boom I'm like out of here you know and so I think that was really she, interesting she's overly cautious yeah, I mean, and it's kind of it's, it's almost it's almost not even that it's like a physiological response to like things that are happening because I when you're in that state like when I used to teach kids it's like you know if, if they're like triggered you know you could throw a book in front of them like all right get your book out and they would just be like I'm you know I'll kill you and all this stuff yeah yeah mm-hmm. so, it's, so it's kind of like so that's kind of what I wanted to put in and, and Jenna you can talk to that too if you'd like but just to like what yeah. we were talking about but yeah. Yeah, um, definitely Lexi's character is, I feel like there's a lot of you in her, John, of like um, taking someone who is, has like survivor's guilt and a lot of guilt from like with the accident with her brother and I don't know how much I can say, 
Um, but, uh, you know, and, and just kind of like that, there's a moment at the end with her and Peter, and I feel like that's kind of the main moment where she realizes she's been experiencing this, and that's the moment where she's just like, I can't lose another person. Yeah. And that's the moment where she's starting to accept all this. So it's kind of like a story of overcoming survivor's guilt and PTSD wrapped in a horror film. Yeah. 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 No, I think totally. that's good because it's just because, you know, I, I kind of shared with Jenna, like kind of the, some of the stuff I went through because I was in a, a relationship with someone who would you could consider to have antisocial personality disorder or they're a sociopath or whatever. And so the things that I saw had a lot to do with like gaslighting and manipulation and triangulation. And, you know, there were some things that were so nuts where like they would have like props in their, in their stories and everything was like pathological lying. And so you kind of lost sight of what was real. And so I think that was kind of, at least in terms of the villain, that's like what we wanted to talk about too. Cause it's like, with the person I was with, it wasn't enough for them to like, create all these narratives and stuff. It's like they kind of want to destroy you. And so I felt like with Lexi's character, it's not like the the villain of the, the real villain of the film. It's not like they just want to like kill her. It's like they just want to destroy her, you know, mm-hmm. especially like when you think about what's happening in that final scene, you know, it's it's like she's trying to be kill her like three different ways, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's insane. Yeah. And, so, and, and, and I think in that scene when Jenna is with this other character, you know, when we were rehearsing that scene, I remember I was like, just like, it's so <laughs> creepy, you know, to do. But I thought that was kind of great to go into that. But anyway, I'm talking too much. No, it's, that's the reason you're here. The, the, <laughs> you, you, you brought up the you brought up the villain. Um, yeah. Were you the one that came up with the look for the villain? Or was that like, was that like a committee that uh, not really a committee, but a bunch of people? The town that vote, that yeah, town hall. Yeah, yeah, we went to the town hall. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I well, I, no, but I, I'm just saying. I, yeah, it reminded me of the the town that dreaded sundown. Yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of look. Yeah, well, that was funny because that was actually like for the poster image. Like that was kind of like we were just taking a bunch of stills, and I was like, oh, that town that dreaded sundown. So like turning to the back, and that was the shot that Creepy Duck used. But but I wanted something that was kind of sleek. Cause, uh, and, and I wanted like a skull mask, but it was so hard to find a latex skull mask that looked cool. Cause they always look corny with like smiles. Yep. And, crap. and then I found this like $12 mask online. Cause everything is like 5,000 bucks. Like, Hey, can yeah. you sign this mask? That'll be 5,000. I'm like, I don't have 500 bucks. So, yeah. so like, and then I felt, so then I, I bought this mask online for 12 bucks and I did some screen tests in my house where I just put, the, and I just put it on. I just, you know, like in Michael, like a Halloween when like Michael Myers comes out of the darkness. Right. And mm-hmm. as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, this is this is it. And then originally it was gonna have like a jean jacket, but then that morphed into I was in the National Guard and so I just grabbed my field jacket and ripped it up and that was kind of which really really Oh yeah. So yeah, it 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 looked awesome. It, one thing too with that kind of mask is it's not too like difficult for the actor you know like you can almost even still emote a little bit through that because it's just fabric um well that was like and i think jenna worked a lot with luzzo and so maybe jen could talk about this too because like he kind of because luzzo plays under the mask he has or or they have a a dance background and i I go back to like my buddy valentine with peter cowper who played Mm -hmm. under the mask and then um 
Richard Brooker, who was like Jason in part three, there was like this interesting physicality. And I wanted, because the character is a narcissist, I want to feel like the audience can almost feel like they're thinking through all of these things. And so, yeah. but I don't know, Jenna, did you want to talk about like working with Lezo and just some of the things you guys or y'all? Um, well, Lezo was the fight choreographer. So oh. um, all of the fighting and everything, that's their work. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what else to say. Um, that was my first time ever doing real fight choreography for a film, so it was pretty intense. And you couldn't it tell. Was kind of fun. Just letting oh, you know, it didn't look like it didn't look like your first time, so well, that's it looked good. very that's natural. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. entirely. Um, but yeah, we spent a lot of time. We actually worked with like um, the things around us too, which is really cool. We didn't really do any uh, choreography before we got to set. It, everything was done like pretty much right before we shot. Um, oh wow. And so, like with the cabin scene, where when uh, the villain comes in and starts hacking away, and that you know, we just used that space that we had and um, kind of built that whole scene around it. And there's a moment where I grab a stick and like hit him in the face, and that stick we just literally found on the ground. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of things where it's just kind of like working with what we had where we had. It was really fun. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah. it, it seems like I mean it. It is natural, so it it comes across more natural i guess right yeah um yeah. so life is pain is asking where they can find the movie it's not out yet um do you know like a date wise like when it may i would i'd uh, say mid june out? i think because i think originally the distributor was thinking like mid-april but I, i'm thinking like that's too it's like too soon so i would say probably mid-june i would say so okay. we still got we're going to horror hound in march um nice. and then i think there's a few more festivals we're going to be going to as well and then waiting here back some others. So I would say like mid June. And I've been trying to get this uh, um, uh, like a summer drive in tour, like a road show going through oh, drive. Cool. That, would be, that would definitely fit right yeah. into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we, sure. we did a drive in locally. There's a drive in uh, just. Wolf is like, bring it over here. Oh, yeah. Pick totally. me up on the way yeah. over. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we did a drive in just 17 miles up the road from me. Oh, 17. Really? It's oh, nice. nice. Not that yeah, we, did, we did one uh, October 13th opposite Halloween ends and that was kind of a blast because I, I feel like drive-ins and slasher movies are just so yeah. you know they're they're they're, 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 they're it's like, yeah it's like an event and another event and it's just so much fun you know yeah and versus I don't know there's just something about it that is just just fun you know it's so uh, yeah I saw most the of the drive-ins around right here at a drive-in oh yeah nice Nice. I'm jealous. Yeah. But, but um, so most most of the uh, uh, drive-ins around around here are closed, but there are a few that are still open, and they tend to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. They do like the special, like just all horror, like night or weekend, yeah. whatever. Where you, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, the the Menden Drive-in. So if you're looking for places, okay. I would recommend the Menden Drive-in. One big one in uh, New York. I forget what mm. it's called. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I think yeah, because New York was kind of like ground zero for the 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 start of all of that. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. more of the mid actually it was more like the midwest really yeah well i know like indiana still yeah. has like indiana's got a lot i think they have like 20 ohio's got 14 illinois got nine and then i've, I've been doing all this research when, when, when i was a kid when i was a kid washington state which is where i am had 36 drive-in theaters huh oh wow they got where were you in washington by the way where are you in washington state uh, yeah i'm up i'm up by everett Okay. All right. 
Nice. He's, he's up there. Like if, okay, if it was daylight, you'd be like outside his window is uh, it's beautiful. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 Now I've got a buddy who he shot this movie called They Reach and he's up in Seattle. And I think we got asked to go to some comedy like Bone something or other festival in Seattle. So we'll see. But anyway. Oh, okay. The one, thing, <laughs> the one thing I liked about the movie too is you were talking about it, you know, how there's a whole bunch behind all the characters and character development in here is, you know, you felt for every single whether yeah. it was a good feel or a you know, if you like the character, you wanted to see the other character. Like that was the thing; it went quick too. It wasn't like you had to build like just the way everybody acted. It's like, okay, yeah. I like them, I don't like them. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, yeah, like... the dude with the car, the dude with the car, who I'm sure Wolfie loves oh, yeah. the car. Um, <laughs> the dude with the car is just like the 1968 like, Mustang, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't love him, but right. that was his, that was his character. I didn't love him, but at the same time, too, it's just like I didn't want to see any of these people go. Like, right. So a lot of times they, they, they overdo it where it's just like, this person yeah. is just obnoxious and I just can't wait for them to die. You know, yeah, like, <laughs> so well, that, that was different too. Yeah. Well, I know like with Jenna and Charlie who plays Mike, you know, I, I, I don't know, Jenna, if you want to talk about how I found you guys, cause that was, that was pretty cool. Oh yeah. Um, well, a lot of the main cast are actually um, acting alum from UIUC, which is the school I went to. Um, and Charlie, who is one of the camp counselors, can I? Can oh, yeah, I yeah. do spoilers? Uh, maybe, maybe not yet. <laughs> not, not too <laughs> much. Okay. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, we were our final scene for acting was together, and um, that's how you cast us. Was you saw yeah. it and you're like, that's the dynamic I'm looking for. Yeah, because you were doing a scene from Little Woman, I remember, and I loved the back and forth between the two of you and and charlie i thought was just great and uh like yeah so i just it was exciting to have you all on there and, and just really cool so because I, I think awesome. like, and like i was saying like with the horror films especially slashers yeah i'm always like really oh, okay this person i can't wait for them to die right so they because it, it wasn't that i, I play that it game wasn't. every time i watch a horror Every time, just try to pick. I'll, I'll try watch to pick goes first. Yeah. <laughs> you stop oh, the movie yeah. once they introduce everybody. You stop the movie and you go, okay, who's gonna die first? Yeah, <laughs> you know, because if you haven't watched yeah. it, you know, it's just like okay, and right. That's the thing is, most of the time, time you're right. 10, yeah, you're most oh, of the time yeah. you're right. Well, it's because I mean, even even though there's like a lot of like really good independent horror out there. I mean, th there's a kind of like a, almost a cookie cutter sometimes when it comes to certain mm -hmm. things. That yeah. doesn't mean the the movie's Very bad. Right. Yeah, but no, um, and just no. real quick, uh, this the Life in Pain person, this is cool. They're from Scotland and they're saying that oh, the wow. movie sounds amazing. Cannot wait to watch it. I'm cool. a huge horror fan from Scotland. Nice. Um, so that's awesome. I like I talking to people the, from uh, other the countries. Trailer. I'm like going to play the trailer. I'm going to do that right now, actually, because Sergio has been asking for the trailer okay. as well. So Sergio... Oh. Here we go. Here's the uh, the final summer official festival trailer. Hopefully that was the right one I, I pulled. Yep. But uh, we'll be back in a minute and nine seconds. Back in 1978, there was a terrible fire here. Some kid left a campfire alone. Winds picked up and it started to grow. The fire spread through the forest, burning everything in its path. They dug into the ground as their last hope. One of the rangers, a man named Warren Copper, started chopping a tree, trying to start a fire line. After the fire passed, all they could find was Warren's charred skeleton. 
Years later, locals claim to see this strange figure with a skull for a head, carrying an axe, guarding the woods in the middle of the night. Better run, because Warren Copper There's that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool. It's I, every once in a while, there's a movie that we get that I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to get this the second it's available. Sometimes <laughs> it's just like, all right, I'll back it for a little bit. Exactly. And then um, we'll do the that. One but, thing, yeah. The one thing I must say is sometimes we have people on and uh, just for, you know, the, the placement and the uh, uh, location of the movie. How big was because this camp looks like it was like humongous. Like, yeah. how big was it? Because just the. All the different places that you went to, I'm like, because sometimes it's like, oh, where'd you take film this? Oh, we filmed this in two rooms, and it, it was one <laughs> house, and it was like, okay, that was this area looks like it was gigantic. Like, it, was how big was it? It, it was really big. Yeah. yeah, I remember the first day of filming. You guys had to go. You walked like two miles, didn't you? Yeah, 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 to go <laughs> to the specific location. You guys hiked through the woods with all the gear. Oh, oh my geez. god! Yeah, because we had to go across. You know that that suspension bridge that he goes on. We had to go through. We had to go through yeah. both bridges across the river down a ways because there was like uh, no real direct roads to any of these places because it's kind of the 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 Boy Scout camp was kind of isolated, and so we and then the the night shoot for uh, when we do the bridge at night. We were like literally like carrying like generators and stuff through the forest down there. It, it was in, it was insane. I remember because it's it's just like one of those things where you don't really think about the scale of it till you're there. And so like the first, I think the first night shoot we did because we were do we would do like eight to eight, and then we were doing like splits of two to two, and then the rest of it was six to six. And it was like that first split we were like oh my god this is insanely you know because you think it's oh one camp how you yeah know, it's really like 85 different locations you know and so i think over as we got through it i think that we started to be smarter about like okay we're gonna set our lineup of lighting until the shoot here and then we're just gonna flip our you know just pan our heads our, our lamps like this way and now this is another because it, it was just killing us really to like mm. I'm sure Jenna, I remember like you all sometimes like, I'm just going to go to sleep. <laughs> you know, by the end of it, I was used to it. And then yeah. I had to get unused to it. Yeah. But it was, like, that can bizarre. cause problems. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, how long, how long did it take you guys to film it? Uh, I think we were there for about three weeks. I feel like we were there from, I think there was a couple days of prep and then I feel like it was like four on one day off five on one day off four on so i think we were shooting pretty consistent for about 13 or 14 days and then there was probably about six more days of pickups after that but um so every time you guys needed to go home for something you had to hike yeah to, uh, that's, that's crazy i was gonna say like because you know, people that are watching and like people that'll be listening to this when it comes out on the audio side uh if you thought that uh making movies was glamorous uh <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple people right here that can tell you different. Yeah, um, no. Oh, yeah. We stayed in, in the cabins on the camp. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That was our. Um, those were our trailers. We stayed in the cabins, and that yeah. was um, probably more memorable than anything else. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of cool because I remember it was like a couple of days before we we can't. 
the the actors kind of stayed in like some nicer places and we stayed in this like crew area where it's like 13 cabins in a circle and that smelled like just foul bo and oh. you're like dead snake skins and you know rats and oh it's horrible spiders i think we spent two days vacuuming spiders and oh my god i was working, like mass they were like that big you know mm -hmm. so, i'm not a spider guy i would no, have <laughs> i would have tried Kevin's and wet like myself <laughs> yeah. it's, I uh, it, it was kind of cool for me because i felt like i had studied a bunch of like i'd studied like the productions of um you know, like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Night of the Living Dead and even like the first Friday. And so I kind of felt like, oh, this is cool to feel like this is maybe what they were going through, too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Just Whenever uh, I've met anyone from from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they just talk about how unpleasant that whole experience was. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you ever meet John Dugan at all? Yeah. He offended me uh, right away. <laughs> he right away offended me completely and then tried oh. to apologize and i'm like no i'm good i came here to meet you so uh i guess i'm done right yeah um we because we we had a movie on a couple uh weeks back where he was in it and i was talking to the uh the, the people that made the movie afterwards i'm like i was all excited about meeting him and then right away i was just like wow okay cool but uh gunner was awesome that was actually that was a gunner's last con he ever did okay um yeah. and uh but uh i uh i i got this giant leather face traditional tattoo oh nice um sweet the day before yeah i i, I met him and then i took i had the uh dumb idea of telling my my friend who was there who was a director that it was i had got a brand new tattoo so every single time i walked by he just slapped me in the arm <laughs> uh, friends suck um <laughs> keep that in mind don't have friends yeah, um yeah. but but yeah it's i guess and it's a growing thing too right so you probably yeah. got to figure out okay if we do this again maybe we could have done this a little different like uh with i don't, I don't mean like the, the movie wise i mean like maybe the uh that part right. of it like the, the spiders and all that crap oh, yeah. yeah yeah i mean i think it was good because i i felt like it, it helped us all kind of bond and, and i think you know there the cool thing was in some of the cast and, and jenna you can talk about this too is like um you know we were we would do kind of like we were very specific in terms of like our shoot schedule. And so then over time, you know, like uh, I think just it allowed the cast to kind of get to be more familiar with each other for even the ones that, you know, didn't know each other as well. So I don't know, Jenna, if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we were all pretty lucky that um, the main counselors, you know, we got along really well. Um, and by the end of it, we all were kind of bonded because we're all spending like three weeks in the middle of the woods together, um, like working 12 hour days in the middle of the night, you know, you get kind of loopy, but it was very much a bonding experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Was... I wish I had that. I mean, that, that's something like, you know, as, as you know, musicians or whatever, like you have bonding experience, but oh, nothing yeah. like that. Just sitting in a car for way too long is a bonding experience, yeah. I guess. But, but, um, Two months, yeah. of time, you know, like five oh, bucks a day. You're like, all right, I'm gonna go. Send, I'm gonna go tour with you. That was like if you go on tour with another band, you'd always kind of they come over to you guys, and then one of you guys would go over there, and they would just bitch about their bandmates, and that you know, mm. vice versa. And it's like high school. Oh yeah, and it's like yeah. it, was, it was it was always like the one guy, the one odd person out, you know. So like everybody's hating them for like two days, and mm. then it'll switch up, and everybody hate that guy for a little. I don't know, just random. Anyway. I think I was normally the guy everyone hated. Oh yeah, normally. <laughs> Oh, this is because I, yeah. I, I don't know. I joke around a lot. And then um, when I get serious, I get very serious, yeah, like, yeah. almost to a fault uh, where people are like, all right, dude, calm down. Yeah. I'm like, 
Sorry. But um, I guess that works too. Like we're like rooming with each other or being in camp, like the bunks together. Cause mm -hmm. we mentioned it a lot of the times where you could just tell the chemistry that you have on film. So yeah. being, yeah. you know, together and learning each other and working off each other yeah. is, you, you, you could see it through this as opposed to, okay, we're going to stay one actor is going to stay in one house and you don't get that camaraderie or like even get to know each other. And it just right. shows it's like, okay, I, I don't think they know yeah. each other from yeah. yesterday or whatever. So. Right. And I think that's, that's a lot of, like, I have, I can always tell that too, when you're watching horror movies, you're like, yeah, these people don't seem like friends at all, you know? Yeah. And, they actually seem like they actually really hate each other. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen them act. They're not that good. Um, there's no way that they're going to act that they hate that person that much uh, <laughs> unless they really do. Right. Um, but Bro yeah, I don't know. Brother it, Max is saying, give me the trailer. What? On what? Brother Max is saying, give me the trailer. We already we already showed it. You can go you can Google it on YouTube and Yeah, <laughs> very short. I actually I think he I think he said that while we were playing the trailer. Oh copy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was. Yeah, I think that's what oh, it was. Okay. But um I didn't realize that was Brother Max. What's up, Brother Max? Yeah. Um so uh what else do you guys have like in the works? Like are you guys uh I for well, John, are you still doing music? Like, are you still doing that kind of stuff? Or yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm still playing music every now and then. It's just been a while, and but then, um, yeah, I kind of ended up doing a lot of music for this film actually, because uh, one of my friends was going to do the music for the film, and then he gave me like three, three and a half minute songs. I'm like, okay, I need about eighty more minutes of music. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I guess I'm good, because it was one of those things where, like, you know, no one is. I always say this, I was saying this earlier today, but like no one cares about your film as much as you do. And so, you know, like I've, I went to so many people like, Hey, can you help us out with this? And people would like promise things and they just never show up. And so yeah. if you want to get it done, it's like, you got to do it no matter what. And so it was like, all right, well, I guess I'll write music for it now. And uh, it was interesting. I mean, cause originally I think I was planning more like a shoegaze vibe. Cause there's this band called slow dive. That I really love, and they have the song called Suvlaki Space Station. And it, when I heard the song, it reminded me so much of like the Friday the 13th, like Henry Man, you know, like that kind of yeah, the guitars are kind of doing that. And so I was like, This is the so going back to like when you think about when the film is just an idea, I had two ideas one was like a girl kind of drifting through the frame in a canoe clutching an axe followed by like a river of blood. And so that's what we did for the, the original sizzle reel trailer. And the second was the music from that, that slow dive song. Cause it was so kind of atmospheric and lush and kind of dark. And I was like, and it had this cool mystery to it. And I felt like that's kind of the vibe. Cause you know, you say like, I think that was when I was trying when, cause Jenna was on the, that's when I met Jenna was when we did the sizzle reel trailer, like a month, like a year before we even shot the film. Hmm. Cause it's like, when you say like slasher movie, you can, that's anything from, you know, <laughs> could be anything from an amazing slasher movie like, to student bodies. Like, oh, it could just like, be like a cheese fest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Jenna, I don't know. What did you think, Jenna? Just, that's kind of open-ended question there, but I don't know. Let's yeah. See. What do you yeah, think about everything? Well, about what specifically? Yeah. <laughs> no, just the process, I think, you know, just from going, because I remember there was a scene in the movie that I thought was kind of crucial too, to like the Wyatt or to the Peter and Lexi character is that scene when they're walking in the forest, you know? So I don't know. We, we had kind of had fun 
walking and, and kind of doing that scene a few times. So I don't know if you want to talk about some of the chemistry of the actors or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, I know that you put a lot of thought into who was playing who, you know, <laughs> and not just like who was playing the character, but how we meshed together and um, you had like chemistry reads and um, it was, I think, really helpful because there was someone else that you were considering for the role of Peter and you were like, it's not, you know, he's not quite right. You need someone that's just a little bit more like that, that dynamic that you're going for with Lexi mm -hmm. and Peter of the kind of like little puppy dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's and I always thought like it's so funny because I felt like like the uh, the audience as an audience like when you're writing characters, I feel like okay, there's two characters that I feel like are the audience like like Peter is one, and I felt like Mario is kind of like the other kind of audience character where it's like, and Peter's like never cool, like he he could never be cool, and so but I kind of like find that so endearing, versus like some of these Friday like some of these slasher movies like the characters are all cool or they're tough or mm -hmm. whatever like that's just not I don't relate to that you know yeah. And so I yeah. wanted someone who's kind of like a dork, who's just like kind of endearing and, but also kind of comes of age through the films. Cause I think originally we shot that, we shot the ending twice. Cause the, it was, it was so impossible to get a hospital location cause of COVID. So no one was going to do it. So basically mm. we, when we originally shot the ending, we had a building and uh, that was like on two floors. And so like when she's in the hallway or in the room, it's like on the second floor of the building. And then when they're in this hallway, they're in like the first floor. But then this guy came out. He's like, y'all got 45 minutes to shoot this. So I was like running trying to shoot five pages. Up. Oh, and I had literally like there was no like hospital room in there, you know, so I had to bring all this crap in and make a bed and all this stuff. And so when you see her talking to Warren Copper, that's mm -hmm. from like the, the first shoot. And then the second one, we actually there there was like this this uh, other buildings in town that actually had like two hospital wings, and so that's where and that was shot like a like a couple months later. <laughs> oh wow! But it was just, yeah. So it's just yeah, right. Yeah, just, yeah so. that whole ending conversation was shot like months apart. Yeah. Wow. And it was kind of great too because I feel like it. It, the it's funny because like when when Lexi says her brother's name at the very end, I felt like remember we were talking about this. I'm like I'm like I don't know how to describe it even. It's I don't know if you want to talk about that. It was kind of cool. Um, yeah. I mean, there's definitely something that you're going for in the very ending of it of some sort of release. Like there's this tension throughout the entire film, and just kind of like allowing yourself to not feel guilty for the things that happened in your past and that's kind of what you're going for is you just want that moment of like the final release of tension mm. and that was i feel like the note that you gave me and that's yeah. part of the reason why we ended up reshooting it yeah and it was just great and i think and, and part of that there's even some other pieces that kind of work even better now because i felt like before we were going to kind of make Peter's character be kind of like this potential love interest of her. And then Moose was going to come out at the end. Like Moose was actually in the final scene, but then he couldn't be there for when we reshot it. And if we were going to look at him, it would look like he was like in another movie. So I had to unfortunately cut that. Mm -hmm. But it, there was a great moment between like Lexi and Peter where originally it was going to be like, maybe he was going to have a love interest. But now it's like, I felt like they were seeing each other 
both as survivors. And it was kind of cool to see that Peter's actually matured through it too. And so he's not, so that, I think that just sometimes those things, those second chances you get at doing scenes really helps, you know, and yeah. And even with like the way that Jenna said the final line was like so good. I was like, that's exactly it, you know? And she, and I was like, I don't even know how to say the thing. Like, I think you just have to, and then <laughs> she do it. Yeah. She did write it down. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, I was looking for. Yeah, Life is Pain has a has another question. Then we have to start wrapping things up. But uh, how long did it take you to write the movie script and come up with the concept? Of what gave you the idea to include your son in this film? Oh yeah, that took me about. Uh, I actually did like nineteen, literally nineteen drafts of the script. <laughs> oh wow! I wrote it started in nine in the fall of two thousand nineteen. And kind of what I like to do is I'll do like a story clock, you know, so where you I like to talk my movie out forever and then I'll start to get the structure down. So I do like a story clock kind of thing where you're charting the beats of your film and I would study other films, too. And then from that, I did the Spike Lee's like 300 no card kind of thing. So I would, you know, like I had like there's like a picture of like the whole film laid out in no cards on my floor and then starting to do that. But it, yeah, it was like 19 drafts and then I would you know, get feedback and then go back and rewrite and all that. But yeah. And then what was the other question? Sorry. Oh, it was, uh, what, uh, you know, gave you the idea to put your son in the film? Oh, um, I think, well, one, it was COVID. So it was really tough to find, um, kids, you know, mm. <laughs> you know, cause originally like the, the opening scene was like, I had to tr cut 10 pages of the opening of the script. Cause that's actually like Lexi and, uh, another character are walking around, through the forest. So it's like you would have seen Lexi earlier on as like kind of normal. And then the situation that happens, but it was because of kids weren't able to be vaccinated. I'm like, I don't want to put that situation together. Um, I worked on some other like COVID, you know, protocol films. And so, so just in the interest of safety, cause like we didn't have a lot of money. So I didn't want to risk having it where someone gets sick and then we just can't do it. Like we wouldn't have been able to recover at all. Hmm. Like we had like these equity investors try to rip us off like four days from the film. So I had to turn down like 50 grand because they were going to basically steal the film from us. And oh. they pulled that they pulled that like four days before we went to production. And they they're basically going to just rip off the film. And then the, the most insane thing was like later, like a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I found some articles some friends sent that this guy who was trying to be trying to steal our film had actually like ripped off seniors retirement funds of like Jesus million dollars like this was crazy <laughs> what a shit bag i'm sorry oh, and that's the, and that's the thing that people like whenever people watch like movies all... like big big budget movies are one thing but like independent films like people have no idea what goes on behind oh, yeah. you know yeah. closed doors and it's just like you realize that you know sometimes it's what they have and what they you know the you know time runs out or whatever yeah, money runs yeah. out and they put out what they can but it's just it's crazy how many times we've heard like horror stories oh, from yeah. different from different people that like crunch time something happens or yeah. someone you know quits or it, it's just like it's crazy yeah because we literally like it was friday they sent me all this paperwork i'm like i cannot sign this this is basically just transferring all the copyright to them and they were lying about it like this it was a completion bond and i was like go to hell and so that night we did an emergency meeting with all the cast and the crew and i was like hey this just happened you know can we make can we afford to make this film i'm gonna i'm gonna pay everybody but it's gonna take a little bit longer than you know 
than right now. So like, you know, everybody's just like, let's just do it. So we did it. And it was, we had this $16,000 Kickstarter that thankfully, like we came in, I was like begging my friends, like, please help. <laughs> and then I had like four, uh, 5k investors. And then one of the guys who was kind of the executive producer, he was running around behind the scenes. I shot a lot of commercials for him and he was going around getting more money for us. And so this was all kind of happening. So like we rolled into this under like insane stress I was stressed out. I was kind of a nightmare <laughs> for a couple of days, but it, you know, but it's, it, I think that was just one of those things where I remember a couple of days where I was like, like, Hey guys, you know, like someone tried to steal this film. Isn't that cool that we're working on this film that someone cared enough to, to rip us off, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> so, and I think it just goes well, like, sorry, you're saying. Oh, I was going to say, well, when the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out, um, the Thanks. people that were getting, the people that distributed it, put the distribution out for it were in the mob or they were part of the new york mafia yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so if you can find an original poster what i don't remember what the name of it is but their production company on it that thing's worth bank i mean yeah. serious serious uh, bank yeah um but yeah, but yeah it's it's really weird it's crazy that you guys have to go through that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. It, i mean I've, I've been basically taking on like side gigs and extra commercial shoots just to like continue to pay everybody off because i think the issue of course is like let's say you get distribution some based on some of the deals you might get like like they'll give you like a three grand minimum guarantee but that might be the only money you ever see so it's mm -hmm. like okay well i don't want to get to that point where it's like like let's say i never paid i was never paying anybody back and then all of a sudden i'm like oh reality hits and i'm like hey guys remember all that money i'm never going to be able to pay you <laughs> yeah so i've been chipping away at that you know and so it's so I got down about 10 grand right now left, but uh, it's just, it's exciting. I mean, it's thank God for the cast and crew and all the actors and everybody for just, just stay, stay in the course. Cause it's like, I mean, it was a tough position to put anybody in and I want to put people in that. I felt really bad about that, but I just appreciate everybody stayed with it, you know, and yeah, it didn't get any well, easier, but like, yeah. <laughs> but the once, once it came out, great so yeah i was gonna say once learn. it's actually yeah. like available for people to buy and watch i'm sure yeah. going It'll forward you may yeah. you may be able to go a little bit you know further like with investors that are not right. scumbags yeah um, yeah yeah and there's been a lot of that recently like with terrifier 2 like doing so well yeah um and even skinema rank cost mm. like i think fifteen thousand to make yeah and yeah it's uh it, it's it's crazy like yeah. now's the time right right now with independent film doesn't necessarily mean just independent horror, just independent yeah. film in general. The independent film is what's doing different than Hollywood for the yeah. most part. Well, I would, I, I just want to say because, like, with Jen, because I, I usually end up doing a lot of these, like, and I, I love to get Jenna, you know, talk more on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, it's like I, I'm so proud of like what the cast have done and what the crew have done. And I remember one night we went, just the crew went out for like a dinner at this like Pink Pig, like this barbecue joint in the middle of nowhere and i remember we walked in there and the wait staff are like y'all family and i thought that was so cool to me because it's like yeah we are kind of in a way yeah i don't know jenna if you want to talk about like kind of the bonds that you guys had as actors and um yeah i mean definitely after the whole experience of everything uh for you know we got very close but I also think it helped. I went to school with uh, a couple of the main cast. So I knew him for four years before we uh, <laughs> even shot the film. So um, yeah, it was cool uh, to see how close the crew got. Like everyone had nicknames. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> were they offensive um, or were they funny? No, 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 like um, they were nicknames for what they typically did, like wedges. Oh. You know, wedges. wedges oh, yeah. for putting out the camera. Right. Um, or uh, walkie, walkie check Chad because his his yeah. walkie will never work. So we were like, "Have you checked your walkie?" He's like, "I get it. you know." And so it's just ridiculous, fun things like you know. It's just I think that's where like you go through experience like that, and I feel like now that I've worked on 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 several films since then with other guys who were on the set, it's cool to see them grow on because that was for most people it was like their first film they were ever on and most of the crew kind of came out of this like indie like workshop that I did in the back of the studio in town and so it was a lot of like college and like kind of post-college like just you know kids or whatever and so that was really cool to feel like all of us who have like no real set experience other I think I was on a bunch of films before that but it was just cool to see that we all came together and managed to pull off this insane miracle yeah <laughs> you know that's, it doesn't, that's it doesn't seem so, like it where it would be the, the first it's like it's like a polished thing where it looked like you've been doing <laughs> yeah, it for a it, while so yeah. jenna's like jenna i think getting roles won't be that difficult from yeah, now yeah. You're on <laughs> no as long as you're good doing horror i mean yes. but i mean it seems it seems like you can you can obviously do a lot more but oh yeah 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 you definitely uh had some range there for yeah. sure yeah but Wolfie, you were trying to say something. So, yeah. So I, there's one thing I wanted to ask. Um, it, it's about. So when I was watching this movie, I noticed that there's a lot of musical references, hmm. right? And I'm like, okay, so the person that wrote this is in the music because you got the Smashing Pumpkins shirt. And, yeah. But was there was there a reason for August 16th, 1991? <sighs> I think there was. I'm trying to remember what the the, the deal was with it. I'm trying to remember because there's references to Nirvana's Nevermind and like visual references. Yeah, but that didn't come out for like that was in '91. That didn't come out till like September. Right, but yeah, who cares? <laughs> Wolfie cares. Wolfie, <laughs> let me just explain. Let me just explain. Wolfie be like, this movie takes place this year. The car that was in this scene didn't come out until right. four yeah, months yeah, after yeah. this movie took place. This is BS. It's just like right. oh, no. simmer I'm, down, Wolfie. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm totally the same way. I and mean, then I'm like, but ignoring the fact Thank that you. there's also dinosaurs in the movie, and you're like, wait a second. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That car's <laughs> ridiculous. The dinosaurs on the other hand, well, spot on. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's just the August 16th. Uh, what it was the 22nd anniversary of Woodstock, and it's also the day that Elvis Presley died. Huh. You know. I guess that was not on my mind. Yeah. So you have So I was like, I'm like, oh wow, Woodstock, Elvis, the Smashing Why, Pumpkins. Yeah. This guy's like in the music, you know? Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He is. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, the pumpkins was yeah, because I, I worked with the pumpkins a couple times. And then Jeff, who did our final song, he he plays in the pumpkins. And so I shot a music video for him for his he had a band called Night Dreamer that we shot at like an abandoned Air Force base. And so I, originally he was gonna do uh Shadows in the Night. The, the Pat Benatar song as a cover, but we just ran out of money. But he had the taste, which I love. Cause I, I always loved like, again, like going back to like, like Dawkins, Dream Warriors or Alice Cooper's like yeah. Man Behind the Mask. Like I wanted, I wanted that song, you know, for the end of the film. And I loved yeah. his song and he was a buddy and was like, here, you can take the song. So I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I have the video. I was going to play it at, like, at the very end. I was going to oh, play yeah, it. Sure. Yeah. So, um, but speaking of the very end, we do have to wrap things up. Um, okay. So first, I'm because just because we haven't talked about that much, because we can't see you, Jenna. That's the reason why. Um, if right. your face was there, we'd have been like, "Oh, there's Jenna." 
Um, but the uh, so what do you what else do you have in the in the works? Like, do you have any projects that uh, you're working on or anything that uh, people can see you in possibly? And also, uh, if you have any social media where people can follow you to keep up on stuff. Yeah. So um, the main project I'm working well, I'm working on two projects right now. Um, I shot a short film over summer that's still um, I directed it. Um, oh, nice. Nice. And I'm still finishing up editing, but it's kind of a sci-fi thriller, um, micro short film. And then um, that one, I'm, you know, it's far from being done, but it's called The Turing Test. That gives me indication of what, what it's about. And then um, I'm working on a short film right now that we haven't shot yet, but I'm co-writing it with the director and we're looking to shoot in April, but it's kind of like a hyper-realism um, drama. Oh, nice. Cool. And uh, in social media, do you have anywhere where people can keep track, like where you post about like your projects and stuff? Yeah, um, mostly I just use Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is at jenjen.com, but I'm sure if you look up Jenna Cohn, it'll pop up. Hmm. Nice. And John, what about yourself? Like, do you have anything else in the works? I mean, it seems like you're a busy guy. Yeah. You do um, a lot of commercial stuff and videos and what have you. Yeah, I just shot like a sock puppet short film yesterday with like mark roberts who was like the writer for two and a half men and, and oh, that was, it was like sock puppets but like midnight cowboy style you know so oh wow really that's kind weird of <laughs> well puppets are, like are where it's at <laughs> are where it's at. sean whalen has been promoting like a, a new uh a new movie he's doing called crust and there's puppets involved in that oh yeah like in yeah. the laundry mat yeah it should be fun um but yeah so you got that stuff going on and uh same deal like where can people follow you for more updates on uh like release dates and stuff so, yeah we're uh instagram and uh, facebook and tiktok is final summer movie and then um yeah working on um basically uh plans for a sequel so if this does connect with an audience i, I want to take all the lessons i've learned on this one go to the sequel and i'm really excited about that because like Tom Matthews is coming back in a bigger way. And then there's a couple other actors I talked to that are pretty well-known horror actors too. So I think it'll be fun to kind of nice. take it away from the camp, go into the town and, and some other stuff too. But um, yeah. As long as you don't take it to space or Manhattan, we'll be good. <laughs> That's a fifth sequel. I, did you guys see Jason yeah, Once X? you take it to space, of... yeah. I, I always love him. Once you take so, it to space, it's no longer a horror movie. It's a sci-fi film. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, you're right. Yeah. Um, I just watched Jason 10 not that long ago, and I'm like, what in the, like. Like, why? Movie? Why am I doing I this know. myself again? Yeah. Um, but I think Leprechaun, Leprechaun went to space as well. Pinhead yeah. and Jason. Yes. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, so, Wolfie, it's been a while since we've had you on. So where can people go follow you? You can find me in the same places as always. Uh, you can catch me on YouTube, The 13th Wolfman, Twitter at The 13th Wolfman, Tumblr, 13th Wolfman, The Prowl. And um, I'm trying to put something new up all the time, but kind of like taking a little time off. Tony, what about yeah. yourself? Uh, you can find me at Tony Has Nine Fingers on YouTube, where I do movie reviews, unboxings, anything movie related. Uh, you'll find me there. Tony has nine figures on Twitter. Tony has nine figures on TikTok, which is my fastest growing uh, like social media. So I, I always ask I you, but what are you up to this week? Uh, it's almost twenty one thousand. So there you I'm go. Close. So nice. uh, there, Tony's movies on Instagram, where I show off the movies. Oh, that's working he does on there, man. 
No, he, uh, he, he, you'd be surprised. Like, you, I come past, like, by his lives every once in a while, and there's just people, like, shooting names at him, like, like crazy. Everyone loves it. It's cool. But he also twerks. You're right. He does that, too. <laughs> and then, of um, course, uh, find us here every Tuesday night, 9 Most PM. Tuesday nights. Most Tuesday yeah. nights. Whether we have awesome guests or just a horror movie talk, uh, definitely check out the live. It's, you know, ask questions. You get to see the awesome trailers. And the music video that Kevin will probably play at the end of this. I will. And uh, definitely check us out or listen to us, but definitely um, tune into the Wicked Horror Show. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, you can just, yeah. uh, for me, besides here, uh, I also am part of Black and White Frights. And uh, now the new, I'm a new uh, co host on that strange show. Hmm. Um, so go check out those cool. in all their respected areas. And um, I think that's about it, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Before we go, real quick, is that boombox behind you? The boombox from the movie? Yes. Oh, yeah. it's actually right. it's it's the same one that uh, Johnny Depp had in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Not the same one. But I was gonna same. say, huh? Like, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that was my little like nod to Nightmare on Elm Street. So. Nice, cool. I just, I just needed to ask that. But yeah, thank you very much for coming on, guys. I'm gonna play the video for uh, Night uh, Night Dreamer, The Taste, yeah. um, and then uh, the stream will end. So thanks again, guys, and congrats on an awesome movie. And thanks for talking to us, Jenna. Thank you you for having me here. (laughs) So you guys don't have to stick around. I'm going to play the video. You guys can take off if you'd like. Um, And uh, Tony and Wolfie, if you want to stick around, um, it'll just be a minute. And uh, have a good night, everyone. Goodbye. I called your name to taste a part of you. Then her like a fool and burn my tongue to soothe this shark's caving black so let's kick and get away forget all of the dreams we used to have